Hi there and welcome to another live episode of the Star Owls with myself, Steve Jones, Alex Miller, our Owls correspondent and Stars sports editor, Chris Holt. Alex, not long out of that press conference, um, what a marathon, what an absolute marathon that was as well. The, the longest pre-match press conference I think I've ever been involved with, particularly the uh, the Darren Moore one, probably born out of the fact that we've not, we've not had a pre-match press conference. I think I counted back 35 days. It was uh, the 10th of December, the last sort of in-depth uh, pre-match that we did. So, yeah, plenty to talk about. Uh, obviously, a lot of talking points that we'll get through. But, uh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be honest, I'm a little bit fried from, from that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you said that, to be fair. Um, I'm going to try and take it in chronological order. I think the first topic that came up was a massive talking point, Theo Corbin you. Um, and I guess Darren put across Wednesday's version of events regarding his departure. Do you want to run us through that in short? I know there'll be stories online throughout this afternoon and this evening, but just tell us in a few sentences, um, you know, what Darren's version of events was. Yeah, pretty much as as was really from from the other side. You know, th- there was no sort of denial that um, Wolves were unhappy with the playing time that, that Theo got, um, sort of touched on, you know, obviously positionally, and he, he explained that, as he has done before, the the three five two system, you know, anyone can see that's that's not the best way to utilise Theo Corbinu, but um it was sort of forced upon him rather than selected because of the, the injury problems that they've had. I think it's worth stressing again, people might find that confusing. The fact they've been forced into a three five two because they've got limited options at centre half. Um you know, it is it is sort of a widely, I don't know, accepted theory that you know when you are short of of good solid centre backs, you, you're better off going with three in a more narrow formation than than you know potentially having holes in a back four. Um, so, despite the fact that you know it reduces the number of centre backs required from from three to two, it you know it doesn't really necessarily work in practice. So. Um, yeah, he, he said he was disappointed, completely open and honest about that. Um, but they had no regrets. You know, he, he stressed that Theo was quite poorly, you know, in the early stages and sort of grew into it, said everything that we know. Wolves were happy with a lot of the, the work that had been done on sides of his game that maybe he wasn't so strong on. Um, and yeah, disappointed when they tried to keep him. He stressed that as well. Um, but but obviously Wolves and, and Theo thought he was better off going elsewhere. Yeah, injuries. Um, I'm just doing a story on that myself. The biggest headline, I guess, is Shea Dunkley. He's out for a little while. Um, Chris, you've covered the Owls, obviously, for several years now. Darren Moore says it's the worst injury crisis he's ever faced. Can you remember one as bad as this? I remember a bit of a spell under Carlos where there were quite a lot um, and quite a few key players out. At, at one time, but this this is probably up there, probably worse actually at the minute. Um, I would we've been banging on about this before. There's there's something inherently wrong at Sheffield Wednesday that they they do have so many injuries. I don't we don't know what it is, but don't, nobody nobody can seem to get to the bottom of it. I know that Darren's said before earlier on the season that there would be an investigation as to why why that keeps happening. There, nothing. Nothing's been done. Nothing's changing. Player. I don't know whether 
circumstances this time have dictated it. I think that the one with Dunkley, he's obviously come back in and it, uh, I can't remember what game. Was it Sunderland? Sunderland, yeah. Pretty early, pretty early in the game. Um, that's... I think that's different in that respect. I don't know whether they've rushed him back or... I don't know. Maybe he's kind of said, look, I want to play. I'm, I'm ready to go. Let me play. And then he's lasted. I, I, it must have been 15 minutes or so, was it? 20 minutes? 20, 29 minutes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think that one's a little bit different, but certainly in terms of the amount of players who, who are unavailable, um, something needs to happen. Uh, but again, we're just repeating ourselves here because... Um, nothing has been done. Um, I just want to go back actually and about Corbinu and it, it's not necessarily about him specifically um, but I'm going to have a bit of a go at the club here. They could have saved themselves an awful lot of trouble. Darren has spoken well given his version of events to the point where a lot of people can put their hands up now and say right, fair enough. You know, he's spoken about the illness that Corbinu's had and why he wasn't in the team early on. I think we all saw that actually at certain times where he did actually look like this lad can't play senior football for for a full a full match. So he's spoken about that. He's spoken about the the change in system and and things like that and and how the reasons why he wasn't always playing. He's spoken about trying to keep him. And, and all, all of these things that he's done, if the club had allowed him or made him or he had made himself available last week, they could have saved themselves an awful lot of hassle. But they, I know, it's, excuse me, I know it sounds like self-preservation here in terms of the media and, and us trying to get stories, but that's what, the, the, that's what the media is there for at Sheffield Wednesday. The media team is there to advise and there's this anger about Corbinu from fans has festered for two weeks now. Is it a week or two weeks? Would it, a week. So it's festered all week without anybody at the club saying anything. And it's just allowed people to get worse. And any mention of him, and he played the other night and it made things worse because everybody was watching it going, oh, look, Corbinu's ripping it up for MK Dons now. What a disgrace, Darren Moore. Right? If Darren Moore had come out last week and explained what had happened, then things would have been an awful lot easier for them. But instead, they're allowing bad news to fester because they're leaving these massive gaps without anybody actually communicating. Just right. a, That's my rant for that. Cheers, Chris. I can't, I'm not going to disagree with that either. Um, Jeremy Good, Jeffrey Goodison, sorry. Uh, it's the norm with us. We sign players who never miss a game and then they pull on a Wednesday shirt and they get an injury. When our players it's in, are injured, it's not just for a couple of games. They're out for a month or two. On that one... Um, there is some good news. Dominic Iwolfer is back. Alex, can that be a... Well, I know it's not a like-for-like -like replacement for Dunkley, but any kind of silver lining with that one? I know he's not back imminently, we should stress. It, it still sounds like it could be, well, at the very least a week, maybe two. I think it might be longer from, from what Darren had said. Um, you know, he's, he's still with the medical team and I wouldn't expect him for a, for a number of weeks, so... Yeah, you know, I asked the question: just how much pressure does that? Yeah, it's, it, it has been ridiculous. The concentration of injuries at the back has been ludicrous. Um, and I, you know, asked Darren: just how much pressure does that put on the next? 
couple of weeks, next three weeks to, to get players in. Um, they don't need one, they need two. I suggested the last time we spoke that they needed three three defenders. They're hanging on for Lewis Gibson, who's just returned to training for Everton, so he's going to be a, na- a matter of weeks. I can only imagine that's uh, um, an insurance policy. You know, if, if they are unable to get a couple of players in, Darren's explained the issues. Clubs are stockpiling players. It's, it's all the... The you know the the things that we've heard before there is sympathy there the circumstances aren't easy uh, again so I've said it before looking around the league other clubs have managed to get players in you know it, they're exceptions rather than any sort of trend because it is we have seen across the league across the EFL that it has been uh, slower than it usually would be but yeah the, the, there have been clubs that have managed to bring in loan players. From Premier League clubs or Championship clubs, which is sort of the the same, the, you know, the sphere that that Wednesday hoping to work in. So they've identified targets; they know who they want. Um, it's going to be difficult. Uh, I think there was a, there was a quiet confidence there that that they'll be able to get some work done, but it obviously hasn't come quick enough for the uh, for the Plymouth game. Yeah, we'll come on to transfers and get an update in a minute. Just by the way, we are live on Facebook and Twitter, so if you're watching on Facebook and you've got any questions or comments, just get them in. Injuries off the top of my head, Josh Windass potentially in contention tomorrow. That is good news, um, as well as Florian Camberry and Jack Hunt, possibly. So things are improving, albeit slowly, and, and kind of in those areas where, I mean, don't get me wrong, I think you'd always welcome Josh Windass back into the team, but it's no defender, is it? I mean, unless he can play left-sided centre-half, Chris, what do you reckon? <laughs> I was I was tempted to fall into the trap of of repeating some fans on social media there. Darren will probably play him left sided centre back. Um that, no, it, it, regardless of anything, it, it is a boost. It, it, they they need as play, as many players available as possible, regardless of, of position. Obviously they need defenders back more than more than anything else, but they still need you can't you can't not be boosted by having Josh Windass available to you, so that is, that is a big boost. That's why they maybe maybe we'll just end up going down the line of um, right. Well, we've got no defenders, so we're going to concede three. But Josh is back, so we'll we'll score four every week instead. Well, um, we'll come quite on. Happy with that. We'd be, you'd be quite happy to win four three every week, wouldn't you? I'd, I'd be absolutely delighted with that. <laughs> We'll come on to the transfers, ins and outs in a moment. Um, Alex, it's been said that Plymouth and, and Oxford and, um, well, the game after that, which slips my mind. Um, just how important is tomorrow? Yeah, it's big. Um, Plymouth have got a bit of a hoodoo over Wednesday. Um, two, three nil defeats and nil nil at Hillsborough. I think what what's important is sort of turning around the bad mood around the club that has built over the last month, really. Uh, maybe maybe a little bit less, but um, so a positive performance and a result, whatever a result might be. Would a draw be a disaster? Probably not. A win would go a long way to starting to turn things around, but you know, this, this mad run that Wednesday have got, they've got an awful lot of home games now. Um, so if they can start to to stick together some some results at Hillsborough 
um, you know, coming out of the next sort of six weeks. I think three three games against good good teams. It's Ipswich, the third team. And then, uh, what did I say? It was 10 games in 33 days. So there's no doubt, probably by the middle of that mad run, uh, we, we will know one way or another whether Wednesday truly are playoff contenders or whether they, they sort of slip off. So in terms of momentum and all the rest of it, getting a result, um, and a good performance would be a massive, massive boost on Saturday. Yeah. Chris, do you worry it could get toxic if there, there isn't a performance and a result at Hillsborough tomorrow? Um, <clears throat> I think a performance would go a long way. Um, if they put it in and they're edged out by the odd goal for one reason or another, I don't know, penalty or a dodgy decision or something like that I, I, I don't think people would be quite as annoyed obviously they'd be disappointed in the result but I think they need to put in a performance as long as they as I think I know this sounds a bit of a cliche and actually it's not always true but I think if they show a bit of fight then that makes things a hell of a lot different so if if the team can put it in, put put a shift in. Hopefully, obviously, get a result. But if they if they put it in for for this match, then it might buy them a bit of time. As long as somebody, as long as fans can see that there's there's been some kind of reaction to to the the previous two two results. Um, but I don't. I, it still really early days. It's really tight. I just had another look at the league table there before we before we come on. It's really tight there. It's not so much more football to be played. And as Alex said, there are so many, there's like loads of home games coming up. Don't get me wrong. There is a danger of it becoming toxic if they don't, you know, if 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 things carry on as they have been for the last two games. Um, but I think we're a little bit off that yet. Yeah. Transfers. Um, Darren put a few rumours to bed, one of which was Josh Sims. The other escapes me. Alex, can you shed some light? Uh, Tarek Awakwe sort of said there was nothing really moving on on either of those. Um, but yeah, inter- you know, interesting. I think it's fair to say the focus very much is on is on defenders, as as everybody knows, really. Um, but he did sort of hint that maybe there were another position or two that, that he, he might be looking so in case I watch this space um, but yeah just I mean the, the, the headline take really was that they're finding it very difficult they're working hard um, but circumstances just aren't allowing clubs higher up are stockpiling players and certainly waiting to um, get to the end of the window to see where they might be with injuries and COVID and, and all this sort of stuff there's a, a fixture pile up as well to contend with at a lot of clubs and they'll want you know the squad to be maybe a little bit beefier than they had done in previous seasons. So again, you know the, these are the problems facing Wednesday. You look at some other clubs that have got players in on loan already, and you know could, could Wednesday have, have put themselves in a in a similar position? We don't know. We don't know the the players that they're after. We don't know the the circumstances for each of those players. I think they, I I think it's just going to be a matter of getting through this month. Until yeah, I don't think anything's going to happen until those last few days of the window. And if they manage to get somebody in now, they say say they kind of panic a little bit and think we need to get somebody in. If they do that now, 
good taking it. If you bring somebody in now, the chances are they haven't been playing. It's going to take them a little while to get to get settled anyway. Um, so I think it's just a case of getting by with what they've got for the next the next couple of weeks. And um, I think probably just hope for the best because I can't see there being much, if any, movement in the transfer front until that final week, until the final couple of days. And, I, and this is the same across the board. There hasn't been hardly any transfers at all, really. There's been the odd one here and there. But it, it's just such a difficult month. It's, it's normally a difficult month anyway, but if you, as, as Alex said there, you add COVID into it, um, plus the fact that so many games have been called off and and there's a lot of games that have to be crammed into the, over the next the course of the next month or so, then why would teams let their let players go out on loan? I think Wednesday said Alex loan players as far as the rest of them concerned. We know Corbin you left. Uh, Moore expects everyone to stay, and that includes Lewis Wing. Did that surprise you? No, I don't think so. I think more more made it quite clear that he'd have liked to have kept all all the loan players. He said that for a number of weeks. Um, the wing situation was obviously muddled a bit with the the Borough Wade's game and you know suggestions that he might get called back. But initially, you know, certainly my information that Wilder was having a good look at all the loan players and. Uh, was sort of mulling over a decision to bring them back in, a, in an effort to freshen up the squad for free, if you like. Um, but for whatever reason, he's he's decided that um, they'll all stay but stay out and he'll, he'll do his own business in January. So, uh, yeah, Lewis Wing's a player that, uh, in my mind, has been singled out a little bit unfairly. That's no suggestion that he's uh, he's gone great guns for Wednesday or anything like that. Um, are you having a disco there, Chris? Paranormal activity in Chris's. Uh, Chris's <laughs> um, but yeah, he's, he's certainly not the only player to have uh, desperately disappointed. Um, and yeah, if if look, if Wednesday can get, you know, there's certainly scope for for Wednesday to get a lot more out of Lewis Wing, and he's one of several players in my mind. If you can get them going. And get a bit of momentum going, then uh, it can make a big impact in the second half. Yeah, Chris Alex Hunt uh, is set to go out on loan to a League Two club. Uh, Moore said they're in talks over a new contract with him as well. Sound like a good decision, good move all round to get him back from Grimsby. Um, I'd have been happy for him to stay there, but I suppose if you're got, you might as well let him um move up. Give him a you know, give him a go in league football and, and see how see how he does there. Um there there has been interest. I think Joe reported a few weeks ago that that there are clubs in the championship and I think even higher up in um, in the Premier League who have had a who've had a look at Alex Hunt at least. Um I still think he's very raw. I'm not sure he would be a player that you could rely upon in the position that Wednesday are in. So putting him out on loan and letting somebody else rely on him is probably the best course of action at the minute. But um, yeah, he's a, he's a good player, and and but I, I, don't, I just don't think he's ready for what Sheffield Wednesday need right now. And so um, the good thing is that he's had a go in in um, I nearly said the conference there, 
He's had a go in the National League and now he's moving on for the second half of the season in the league football, hopefully. So all good for his development and then we'll see where we're at in the summer with him. The conference has had a few incarnations over the years. I still remember New Square Premier. So um, there's no um, no shame. Lowest in the conference to me. Yeah. Uh, Kieran Brennan, new contract. Yet another new line to come out of today's press conference. Good news, Alex? Yeah, we knew that those negotiations were ongoing before. Um, and it sounds like, you know, both sides are just doing their, their sort of due diligence and, and getting it done. That's one I'd expect to get done. Um, I mean, he did, say, <laughs> he did say a week or so. I don't know if he was um, if he was alluding to the fact that it was, it seemed close, didn't it? Closer than what it's been. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's one I'd, I'd expect to get done sooner rather than later. I think it just makes sense for, for both sides, and Kieran is, you know, obviously getting uh, getting some opportunities now at Wednesday. Um, so, you know, it's up to him over the next few weeks to really hammer that point home. But like Chris said, is he a player that? And Chris, you jump in on this one. Can you rely on Kieran Brennan as much as you could not rely on uh, Alex? Hunt? No, but I think the difference is that they they don't have much choice them than to rely on Kieran Brennan at the minute. So that's. That's that's where we're at. The difference with Alex Hunt is they've got other players in those positions, so they can afford to let him go out. But at the minute, um, I don't know where. Well, certainly as things stand, Kieran Brennan is is essential. Um, in four or five weeks, he might not be quite quite so much. But um, as far as tomorrow, he can still. I mean, if if Wednesday bring in two loan player, two loan centre halves now, he can still. I think he can loan. He can loan him out to a national league side, can't they? I'm not sure how registered be on the window. I, I'm yeah, not, outside of the window, he can. Yeah, and, yes, and yeah that's, that's what I mean. So if you know, there, there's still an opportunity for him to go and get some games, um, be it for a month, six weeks, or whatever. And you can you can recall them at any point whenever they're in the national league as well. So. If he finds himself where he's not really playing many games, a little bit further down the line, he could go out for a shorter a shorter spell on loan and 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 get his development elsewhere for a little while in the same way as, as Alex Hunter's done. Yeah, there's a point here from Ryan Doherty. Uh, just hope all the time off will be essentially a fresh start, and these players will realise what club they're playing for. Alex Barry Bannon alluded to this, didn't he? That the penny seems to have dropped with a few. Not that they were sort of taking advantage of the position they were in before, but I think he talked about the cultural changes at the club and how some of the young lads now are well aware of, of just how big Sheffield Wednesday is, which I guess was, I know it's always going to tell you stuff you want to hear, but it, it was the sort of, it sounded sincere, didn't it? Yeah, I think so. You know, he's, he's quite an honest guy, Barry. And, you know, while I, you know, he'll never come and, say anything too controversial you can often read between the lines of, of things that he does say you know when he's not particularly happy um and yeah hopefully you know touchwood we'll, we'll find out a lot more obviously tomorrow about what this this break has done um you know it has been interrupt uninterrupted um two weeks on the training field which is something that certainly darren moore talks about a lot so so hopefully you know they can put their money where their mouth is and and come out you know it really really already talked about it but it would be a, a big boost huge boost to to beat Plymouth tomorrow yeah Ballon did mention double sessions as well so uh, it sounds like they've been working hard um Chris Jeffrey Goodison we're going to go back to Plymouth uh, we need seven points from these next three games just to stay in touch seven points realistic 
Could you do? Could you stay in touch on? No. Well, uh, it's certainly doable, but uh, but even, going back going back to what I said earlier, I don't think I don't think it's the be all and end all. If they if they were even to lose two of the next three, I still I can't see. Them. I mean, look at the way the the way they've been. They basically hovered around the same place for the majority of the season, despite everything being literally up and down. There's been very little consistency. I know they went on an unbeaten run, but there were a lot of draws in there. They never seemed to lose any ground, really. Just kind of stayed where they were, more or less. I'm right in saying that. They've basically been around about eighth or ninth all season, haven't they? So I don't think it's essential that they that they get seven out of seven points out of nine. Um, they could do a win in one of them at least, but I, I I just wouldn't panic too much. I think everybody needs to just calm down a wee bit. If, if I'm honest, I know that's easy for me to say that sitting here, um, but you know it, it's January. There, there's there are literally loads of football matches to be played. And this league is tight as anything. That is a point Moore keeps coming back to. There's a lot of football to be played. Well, everybody's got to say that. I don't, I, he's using that as an excuse. I'm, I'm, I'm being pragmatic, I guess. But it, the, it's just every manager's got to say, "Oh, it's early days. There's, there's a lot of football to be played." But I think it, in this case, it, it, it is right. There's, there's so many games, and Darren will know, having been at. At Doncaster, you'll know what this league's like, where you know it just things just creep up on you a little bit. I just everybody just calm yourselves down. Okay, message from that in a really soft voice. It's, 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 like, it's just as if it was like trying to put my kids to sleep or something. There, predictions, Alex. Um, let's have a prediction for Saturday at least. Oh, you always make me do this. Um, no, one one. Okay, Chris. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I think um, I wouldn't be surprised if it was nil nil actually, but um, I, I think a low scoring draw. Okay, well, let's leave it there for today. Thankfully, um, well, there's going to be actually be some football to talk about in the next few weeks. Um, we'll see you soon. In the meantime, stay up to date with all the Sheffield Wednesday news on the Stars website forward slash Sheffield Wednesday. Take care. Calm down, everyone.